Hi, I'm Natalie. Welcome to Financial Friday. Today, we're going to talk about three big financial mistakes that even advisors are guilty of making. As a wealth advisor, you'd think that I've never made a single mistake in my life, but that's simply not true. I'm not afraid to admit that I have made some financial mistakes. After all, making mistakes has taught me some very valuable lessons. So today, let's talk about the big three that I've noticed over the past few decades. So here we go. The most common financial mistake I see people make is not signing up for a savings plan at work. Very often, employers match your contributions, whether it's in a pension plan or an RRSP or a stock purchase plan. For example, if you save $1,000 and your employer offers a 50% match, that means they kick in $500. That's free money. Let me repeat that. That's free money. Yes, so many people are turning down free money. Now, I have to admit, I'm actually guilty of doing this myself. When I was 24 years old and starting out my career, I was hired by a major bank. And I didn't realize that after 12 months, I could sign up for the stock purchase plan. Unfortunately, the human resource department didn't send me any kind of reminder email, and my manager never brought it up either. And I guess that's because if I don't contribute, then the company doesn't have to match me. The bank was actually kind of happy not to have to give me free money. And it wasn't until my third year working there at the bank that I realized exactly what I was missing out on. So let me tell you, when you have the ability to buy shares in a company and get a free match, it adds up to a whole heck of a lot more. At first, it was such a small amount deducted off my paycheck that I didn't even notice it. Yet after several years, it amounted to a substantial sum of savings, and especially once I reinvested all those cash dividends into additional shares. These bank shares, they now pay me thousands of dollars per year in dividends, and it actually has created a secondary source of cash flow otherwise known as passive income. Reminder, it's not your employer's job to make sure that you are financially literate and understand all the programs and benefits that they are offering. It's your job to make sure that you understand what is offered to you. If you're unsure, go speak to a colleague at work, ask your HR manager, or even talk to your wealth advisor. Have them explain what's in your benefit package in simple terms. Okay, let's get on to the second biggest mistake that I see people make. And this is not paying attention to debt management. There are two sides to a balance sheet. On one side, you have assets. Basically, this is everything you own, like a car, a house, a TFSA, cash savings, stocks, etc. On the other side, there's the liabilities. This is everything you owe, like student debt, a car loan, a mortgage, or credit card balances. 
And too many people focus only on the investment assets and not give much thought to the debt that they carry. If the year 2022 taught us anything at all, it's that debt management is so very important. Everyone has who had debt on a credit card, a line of credit, or a variable rate mortgage felt the pinch of paying higher interest rates. It's not a nice feeling, but it could have been avoided with proper planning. Fortunately, this is not something that I'm guilty of. I have always paid off my credit cards in full, and I have always planned out my mortgages. Me, personally, I need a really high degree of sleep factor. I need to know that I'm going to be okay and that I can support all the debt payments even if my income declines, even if I become disabled, or even if my expenses increase due to unexpected circumstances. Now, if you work in the gig economy or you work 100% on commission, income security isn't always assured. And this is why you need to think about debt management, not just investment management. And I'm sure you've heard this before. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Let me give you a real life example of how I planned out my debt. When my first daughter was born, I bought a house. Of course, I didn't pay cash for the whole thing up front. No, 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 no. Of course, I needed a mortgage. And my mortgage was locked in for five years at a fixed interest rate. This guaranteed that I knew exactly what my monthly payments would be for the next five years or until my child was in grade one. That meant I knew the payments were within my budget. They allowed me to also pay for daycare. And the best part was I didn't have to worry if interest rates went up. The third biggest mistake I see people make is not having an estate plan in place. What does that mean? Well, it means having a will. A will is a legal document that outlines your wishes after you die. But it's not just that. It also means having a power of attorney, which gives someone the authority to act on your behalf if you're alive, but incapacitated. It especially bothers me to see this when a couple has young children. And, oh, yes, I hate to admit it, I am guilty of this myself. It actually took 10 years before my husband and I had wills and powers of attorney in place. Mostly it was because we were preoccupied with other priorities in our life, and some of it was even due to superstition. We thought, well, if we write a will, then we're going to die. I know, I know, it seems completely illogical. I really should know better. And eventually, I couldn't sleep at night. And you know how I said I really need that high sleep factor? Well, here's the problem. I knew we were going on a trip. And I kept thinking, what's going to happen if we die? Who's going to take care of our kids? Who will be their guardian? Who's going to manage their money? And after a while, I realized that the fear of not having a will 
was greater than the fear of doing one. So we called a lawyer and we got it done. The cost was a few hundred dollars, but you have no idea how much peace of mind that bought me. I hope what you've learned today is that even financial advisors aren't perfect. Yes, we make mistakes, but that's also why we have real life lived experience that we're able to share with you. Please, please, please ask us questions, lots of questions. We can answer them and we can help you avoid these three big mistakes. <laughs>